1: Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220
2: KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Got a big event coming up this Thursday night. Hopefully, you can make it out to it. It's an income and retirement planning seminar tied towards particularly uh, the 10 pillars, things that you have to know. Joining me now to talk a little bit about this and to preview this, CFP, Chad Burton, New Focus Financial. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing well. Now, you actually have a show on today on the station. What time and when is it and how? what do we need to know about that?
3: It's 2 o'clock and it's, it's an amazing show. And sometimes like a guy named Rob Black even calls in once in a while.
2: Plug it in a real fashion. It's not amazing.
3: <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's really uh, geared towards wealth management issues, uh, retirement planning. We'll talk about that today. Also today on the show, we'll have uh, Michelle Lerman, who's an estate planning attorney at LermanLaw.com. And we'll talk about uh, what needs to happen with updating the trust in 2016. And, and, you know, there's still a lot of people that haven't updated their trust since. 2012, and there was a significant law change in 2012. So if you're sitting with a living trust that you have not updated since 2012, you're actually going to cause your heirs to probably pay more capital gains taxes um, than they would have otherwise. So you really got to be careful with those those law changes. Congress goes in and makes a sweeping change and doesn't realize that uh, a little bit more communication needs to happen to the general public to know what those changes are.
2: So I'm one of those people, for the record, who hasn't updated my trust, and that's kind of a shame on me where I'm doing too much, and I just don't make time to do the right things and uh, be intelligent about setting up a trust. Now, one of the ten pillars that you actually talk about is about the surviving spouse. Why do we care about our spouses
3: after we well, pass? Uh, We're dead. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you why I care about my spouse, but <laughs> maybe we'll have to ask her uh, it, you The issue is is that there's often an age difference, start with that. Um, A lot of marriages are typically second and third marriages, and sometimes a a large age difference happens, so a lot of times, and and here's what I see, let's say people get together and they're 30 and 45, something like that. Okay. Well, by the time they get to retirement age, a lot of times what happens is, hey, I'm retiring now, but you still have several years to go, keep working. and then later in life, the person's like, well, I've saved enough to get to my age, 100. But no, that's not how it works because you have two people and one of them is going to live a, a lot longer. So the cash flow projections have to be much more detailed and make sure that the person that's going to live the longest has enough money. So that's one thing is just the age difference. Um, a lot of people that are in their 60s right now, let's say, uh, late 50s, still have pensions at work. Um Just dealt with one last week, and you know, just when I think that, oh boy, their pensions are no longer, uh, all of a sudden we have to do some pension planning. And pension planning looks like this if you have all of these different options and you retire, do you take a lifetime income and then you pass away, your spouse gets zero? Or do you take an income where if you pass away, your spouse gets the same amount, and then there's a hundred, not a hundred, but several different options in between? And sometimes you can take the higher payout and get life insurance so that if you pass away, your spouse gets a tax-free lump sum, or if you both pass away before your life expectancy, your kids get a tax-free lump sum. That's there, There's two instances where permanent life insurance, Rob, makes sense in retirement. It's very wealthy for estate planning and pension planning. <laughs> Other than that, permanent life insurance doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and then there's also the idea of long-term care insurance. If one of you goes into a nursing home for three years at 80 grand a year, let's say, will the survivor have enough money? Um, And then there's social security options as well where um, you you have to make sure that you might not think that you're going to live very long, but you might still wait till you're 70 because if you pass away, your larger check will stay with your surviving spouse. There's a lot of planning that goes into play that that says, okay, what happens if one of us passes away or goes into a nursing home? Um, You know, all those happy things that you actually have to think about when you go into retirement good stuff,
2: um, you know, pensions, nursing home, Social Security, age, you can see why people put off planning, right? That's well, Like you yeah, said, it's, it's none
3: funny, of those are fun. I was, it's, I was joking about the happy thing. It's your, A lot of retirement planning, you're having to deal with the concept of death and taxes, um, and those aren't something that people tend to want to think about after they get off work or on the weekend, right?
2: Absolutely. Let's talk the Super Bowl. So let's talk, you know, things that won't mean anything when we're... 90 years old and need our diapers changed. Uh, Moving onward, a big event this Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto at 639. It's income and retirement. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. I think you mentioned your bond alternatives can also help with efforts. Uh, What what concept of bond alternatives? Start there
3: and then move forward. Yeah, well, a bond alternative is something that allows you to get uh, an income like a bond, but there's guarantees. So you might take a little bit more principal risk, but your, your fallback is, a, is an income that you can't outlive backed by a highly rated insurance company. And, you know, people that have been listening to you and I, Rob, for 17 years, 10 years ago, they would have said, what are you, what are you talking about? It sounds like an annuity. And it's, in this case, that's exactly what it is, but it's a no load product where um, there's several out there, so it's not just a product. There's several versions of it out there, but there's no commissions involved. There's no surrender charges, so that's that's start number one. But it allows you to take bond money that right now bonds are earning about, you know, 3% or less in any degree of safety from rising rates. And you put that into a no-load variable annuity, which allows you to get about half of it into the stock market. But the insurance company says no matter what, you'll get a certain amount of income from that principal for life. You can't outlive it. You and your spouse, so maybe that's 4 maybe that's 5% depending on your age. Um, but it allows you to take a little bit more principal risk without it taking any income risk at all based on the insurance company. Um, and these things look very attractive until the 10-year rates on the 10-year treasury bond get back up to 4 4.5%. Four so at, at one point... We'll be getting back to, maybe it's five years down the road, Rob, but we'll be saying all annuiters are garbage, and you want to transfer out of them and just go laddered bonds. But that's the, the type of environment that we're in that we have to be creative when it comes to the fixed income side for retirees, because all of this quantitative easing that's made stocks and real estate go up, it's made bonds go down, and it's made income from CDs go down. So we do have to be creative in retirement planning. I hear you on that. And, again, the big event, is
2: this Thursday, 630 to 9, uh, Income and Retirement Planning with CFP, Chad Burton, myself, and Michelle Lerman talking trusts. we got about a minute. What about equity
3: indexed annuities for lifetime income? Okay, so most of these are bad um, because the equity indexed annuities, it sounds great because not only do you have income guarantees, but you have principal guarantees, or you get a little percentage of the upside of the stock market. These things changed a lot last year, and they're – the basically, Rob, the way that they charge the fees are based on a phantom value that always increases, so your fees are always going up. So if you're a couple, no kids, and all you care about is lifetime income, it can actually be pretty attractive. But it eats into the principle that you might leave your kids. So for family planning, the equity index annuities with the lifetime income option um, are are not a great deal.
2: Sounds good. It's CFP, Chad Burton You can hear him today at 2 p.m. His show is wildly informative and intelligent. Mine a little bit off the cuff, but uh, hopefully smart as well. You can come meet CFP Chad Burton Thursday evening 6:39 at the Elks Lodge. We're doing the event. It's five bucks, wine and cheese. Trust me, it's it's a good deal. It's uh, Palo Alto Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Seminar. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
1: Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You can find me
2: online at RobBlackShow.com, Twitter, RobBlackShow, YouTube, RobBlackShow. 68% of Americans destroy credit before the age of 30. That's appalling. There's a couple things I want to get out during the segment. Um, that's appalling. 68%. Now I get it. You know, I've been there. I destroyed my credit before I was 30. So I get it. I rebuilt it nicely and now I understand how the game works. There's a good app out there called Credit Karma. Get it. Play with it. Instead of checking, uh, News stories about, is Cam Newton going to beat the old man? Is the young boy going to... Is the young gunslinger going to get the old gunslinger? Who the hell cares? Unless you play for the team. Seriously, grow up. If you have a a football jersey and you're over the age of 30, there's something seriously wrong with you. Something seriously, seriously wrong with you. A whopping 68% of Americans make at least one major financial mistake or credit fumble. Now mistakes can be things like overspending on credit cards. Been there done that. Missing payments, been there, done that. Defaulting on a loan or having an account sent into collections. Been there done that. Coming out of college, I I just I wasn't making as much money as I thought I was going to make. I couldn't continue to pay high fees on money that I borrowed. So I let it slip two months, three months, four months, goes into collections. Eventually I settled for not pennies on the dollar, but they said, you owe $10,000. I was like, how about 7,500? And they're like, deal. And I went to mom and dad and said, I need this money. I'll pay you back. And they're like, deal. So the greater offense that you make, the longer it reflects on your credit report. It usually takes, yes, seven to ten years to get it taken off, to erase negative marks from the credit. That's thanks to the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Um, when you have bad credit, you pay higher for a mortgage. So let's say you and I buy a house on the same street. I've got great credit. You've got bad credit. You're going to be servicing your debt at a higher cost than I am. Is that fair? No. But because you didn't pay your credit cards, that's what happens. When you've got bad credit card debt, you sometimes could lose out on an apartment. Landlord, you're like, I want to rent an apartment in San Francisco. He pulls your credit and he sees if you've missed payments before, he's not going to rent to you. He's going to rent to someone who hasn't missed payments. It's mathematical. I, as a landlord, have had to choose which tenant do I want to rent to, and it typically goes to the one with the better credit. Employers can pull your credit report before they hire you. That's not a good thing for you with bad credit. I think everyone, um, and this is just me being you know, funny and being honest, though, is when you're dating someone, I think you should pull their credit. And Credit Karma will do it for you. So you load it up on your phone. You pull in your credit score, then you hand each other your phones. And uh, just hope that the text from Sandy Licious doesn't pop up while she's looking at your uh, credit report, right? Uh, <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say about that. But when you see a credit report, you see job history. You see uh, where people have lived, history. And you get kind of a better feel for who they are. Um, credit's important in determining, you know, what kind of loans consumers receive, but it's also important socially in your life. Three out of four respondents to a survey believe their credit-related mishaps have a negative impact on their lives. I would agree with that. Um, I told you I went into default on a credit card coming out of college, and. Uh, company would call up, you know, they they basically sold it into, um, a servicing company who was trying to, you know, recover what they could. And, uh, I'd hide from calls. And that was back in the day of, you know, answer machines. So I couldn't imagine what it'd be like if they had my cell phone. So more than 50% of the respondents said they'd received their first credit card by age 21. This is where, I think it's really, really important for you to teach your kids about money. Um, I think the best way you can do it is with a secured credit card. And I know, as my mom said, you know, I gave birth to you. You lived inside of me for nine months. I'm done with you. I owe you nothing more. And she wasn't literally saying she was done with me. She was trying to say, you're going to have to make mistakes in life and they're going to be yours. I disagree with that a little bit, because I think a 19-year-old boy has no chance of understanding what a credit card is. Even if he understands what a credit card is, his hormones will say to him, you really want that snowboard, or you really want to get some new gear so you can finally impress people with how you look, and maybe that'll lead to love. So if you could buy your kids, not buy your kids, if you can get them a secured credit card, you put $500 in an account, it's a $500 credit card, if they don't pay it, it's paid off for you, them automatically. That's a great way to build credit. Don't put them on your credit cards. Give them their own. Don't put your name on it, but help them with it, the securitizing of it. So, just my opinion. Death is good business, right? David Bowie. I'm a star, man! Um, his music has rocketed, skyrocketed, over 5,000% since his death. Always a shame. Um, in large part, kind of wish that all the praise that he's getting right now would have happened when he was live. Cancer got him a little bit too early. Um, Best of Bowie and Hunky Dory uh, selling really, really well. Um, the new album of his, Black Star, totaled 174,000 sales. Uh, but sales up 5,000%. Not too shabby. So sometimes death can be wonderful, right? Warren Buffett once told you how to do a, start a retirement plan. And I like this idea, starting a plan. Um, he said, you know, ultimately put 10% of your cash in the short-term government bonds and 90% in a very low-cost S&P index fund. Uh, he recommended Vanguard's VFINX fund. Um, I don't think he's crazy. I think it's a great start and using index funds are going to keep costs low. It's a little bit bigger, a little bit more. Uh, you'll want to tinker with those numbers, but I think it's a great start. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget. I'm going to be in Palo Alto this Thursday, 630 to nine. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com
1: you well, I- Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. A lot
2: of upcoming stories this week. Apple's going to report numbers on Tuesday after the market closes. We'll pay a lot of attention to what they say about the instability of China. A lot of things tied towards oil, black gold, Texas tea, it's plunged to its lowest level in a dozen years, rebounded last week late, can it hold it? On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve concludes a two-day meeting, policy committee, uh, what will they say? Don't expect another rate hike in any way, shape, or form. Uh, But you know, those are some of the storylines that we're going to be looking at this week. Walmart stores in Long Beach and San Jose, Um, you know, how long are they going to be closed? So there's a couple in Hawaiian Garden, San Bernardino, all closing for good. So the stores are amongst the 269 that Walmart slated for closure on January 15th. So uh, about 1,700-plus employees will be affected, including 1,000-plus in L.A., uh, the state or L.A. County, roughly. Uh, So the state's going to get hit, and again, that's kind of a random thought, but a lot of the people who are working at uh, Walmart aren't exactly saying, you know, ooh, this is the best job I've ever had. Uh, Maybe they are, maybe, but 1,700 California employees getting the axe this week from Walmart and uh, do the math, so that's not good. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Average U.S. gas price drops 14 cents in two weeks. Holy mackerel! Um, regular gas is a buck 91 in the United States. It's 264 in my neighborhood. A um, buck 90. The average American should have more money rattle around their pockets at the end of the month, in large part because we're consuming less on petroleum. Let's bring in real estate expert Tony Mendez. Talk a little real estate. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, com. It's com. Something that hurt my credit rating, and credit ratings are very important in getting the best rate you can get, whether it be a home equity line of credit, a mortgage, it's important to have a good credit rating. It helps your job. It helps you get jobs. It helps you get rentals. It helps you qualify for a lot of things. A good credit score will even help you get a, a house when compared to somebody else. So it's important to note, recently, I got a a letter from Bank of America. I had a credit card with them for 17, 18 years, and they said, we're canceling your credit card because those terms no longer apply. I called them, and I begged them. I'm like, please don't cancel this. This is the longest credit card that I've ever had. It makes the ones that I've opened in the last three years look older, and they canceled it anyway. So I said, okay, I'll take my business elsewhere. I won't bank with you anymore. Done. But it hurt my credit score. The average age of my credit card went from, like, eight years down to, like, three because you took off one of these big, super old ones, and that's worthy of note. Yeah. So what do we need to know about getting the best credit score, some of the ways to um, improve your credit score?
4: Um, You know, get a copy of your credit report first, and you can get a free credit report from annualcreditreport.com or from somebody that you are trying to apply for a loan from. And and they can analyze it for you and and help you figure out. Check for mistakes. Uh, that's you know it's they're not big hurts to your credit score, but they they do add up. Um, for example, if they're spelling your name wrong or they have wrong addresses or wrong employer. Uh, check for derogatory too. Um, yeah, th- that's the most important thing for your credit is making sure all your payments are on time. And derogatories will stay on your credit for a longer period of time, especially if they're a mistake. Um, you know, establishing new credit is not always a good thing right away. For example, you were just saying that you know you had some newer credit show up as opposed to that older long-term credit. Um, that is a it will help over time as long as you keep your balances low, which is the the most important thing. As, as far sorry, the, the quickest thing you can change is the the balance levels. So you can if you want the best credit score for your balances is under thirty percent. So you want to keep your balances under 30%. So as long as you can maintain that for a longer period of time, you'll benefit more.
2: Okay. Some other areas that have a good credit score or that help a good credit score. um, Obviously, like you said, maintaining your balances and I pay my balances down twice a month. So I do it once halfway on the 15th and once at the end of the month. So I'm always like maintaining my credit. I'm always throwing cash at my credit. Just it helps it. Mm -hmm. Um, How about credit cards? Are there good credit cards, bad credit cards, or are they all treated about the same?
4: Because I know know
2: mortgages help your credit a lot more than credit cards. They're all treated the
4: same. Uh, They're going to give you the same rating, and again, it comes down to the balances uh, compared to the limit. Um, I've seen people actually take one credit card that has a high balance and then spread it over a bunch of other credit cards that have higher limits, and they've improved their credit score. Um, and you could do it quite quickly. You can simply call your – let's say you're applying for a home loan and your credit score is 699 and you need 720 or just or 701. There's a big difference between 699 and 701. And just find out when the creditor reports to the agencies and then make a payment before that. And then the, the next time – then they rerun your credit. I've done that several times where I priced out a loan and then a week or two later we repriced the loan at a new credit score. A
2: hard credit inquiry has actually hurt my credit score as yes. well. Yes because i did a lot of refinances is that is it was it because of that or was it because the credit cards i've opened what was it that deemed my credit on
4: it's it's a, it's the it's an algorithm that the credit bureaus use to say, "okay, this guy's out there shopping for something." And he he either can't qualify or or he's buying many many things. You could still establish credit um, after after a credit inquiry, but it's still not show up on your report so they may th- be thinking that you're buying a whole bunch of stuff. So it's all part of that algorithm. So credit hits will hurt. Then there's soft credit pulls, which is basically a credit card company saying, okay, does this guy still have a decent credit score, and, and we're going to reissue a credit card to them.
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised Bank of America didn't reissue. I was keeping I'm that same surprised. That's credit. one
4: of the first times I've heard a credit card company calling, basically calling the note.
2: And they just said terms changed.
4: Yeah. And I don't even know what the terms were. Maybe your credit score didn't qualify for it anymore. They did a soft credit pull and said, you know what, credit your credit rating gets well,
2: Let's not make assumptions here because you're, you're defaming me. I'm kind of important. I just kind of want to assume that it was a, a dinosaur and it just went extinct <laughs> on me. So, but you know what, what, actually? Okay, so they closed the line of credit on me. They hurt my age and duration, but they actually helped me because they decreased my total credit availability. Which is how much do you borrow versus how much is available to borrow? Pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, we're talking improving credit. You can find Tony Mendez. This is what he does for a living. He gets loans done. You can find him at Bay It's Bay Area Bud Light. Bud Light. I was going to try to do the Bud of Wiser Frogs. Bud Wiser. Yeah. Anheuser-Busch has hired Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen. I don't know if you are watching the football games yesterday, but they've got a, a Super Bowl spot tied towards the presidential campaign, the Bud Light Party. What tells me quickly about Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, oh, he smokes a lot of weed. Not alleged, he'll tell you, he smokes a lot of weed. There's a YouTube clip of uh, Seth Rogen laughing. It's worth um go to YouTube and, and find him because he's got this chuckle that is contagious. <laughs> I can't even do it. But um, clearly these are people that uh, resonate with people under 35 years old. So, uh, And Bud Light doesn't. <clears throat> so hiring the right spokesperson, will it pay off and or not? For Bud Light, the Super Bowl offers the TV's biggest stage to promote a refreshed brand. Bud Light hired Whedon and Kennedy in July, working its fifth advertising agency in five years. Um, they're known for their work with Nike and trying to revive brands like Procter Gamble's Old Spice. And uh, you got to admit, Old Spice has had the marketing works. <clears throat> I don't know if you've gone out and bought it, but you certainly are more aware of it in the last few years because of the commercials. So Bud Light in the news. Bud Light spent $174 million on media in the United States for the first nine months of the year. Now that... Instantly makes me think Facebook, because that's where a lot of eyeballs are these days, right? We're all guilty. I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure. I'd say it's just I feel guilty looking at uh, Facebook. Anyone who's logged on to the social media blog or site, whatever you want to call it, during a presidential debate, a big football game, a TV premiere, knows that there's just flurries of posts. Um, there was a rumor today that not a rumor, but there's a story out there that Bloomberg's going to jump into the election. And I would think from his experience running in New York city, that he would be almost a shoe in to win the election. Um, seeing that the candidates that are being developed at this point in time, um, just don't feel very political to a lot of people. So, uh, Facebook, um, Facebook. And Nielsen, Nielsen said they're going to be getting measuring Facebook posts to determine how much buzz the television show is receiving. So they continue to get into, you know, that kind of mentality um, that we're paying attention to. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Economic activity collapses in Texas. You'll hear commercials for people saying things along the lines of like, hey, invest in Dallas, Texas. But the Dallas Federal Reserve for January said their reading was negative 34.6. That is a massive collapse. The impact of the continued decline in energy compounded with several new regulations for both the EPA and Occupational Safety, OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration. They're depressing economic conditions even further in 2015. So Dallas is freezing, um, economically speaking. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, robblackshow.com. It's going to be in Palo Alto Thursday night, 10 pillars of retirement income planning. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's going to be 630 to 9. uh, Great location. Hope to see you there. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more.
1: Listening to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Oil pressures the market again today. Are you fearful of a big recession coming? Stocks have slumped in the new year, there's no doubt about that. And it's not unusual to hear investors worry about the impending recession, right? Uh, There's stocks that you could buy that have great balance sheets and they can survive a recession if that's, you know, if that's your thing. And it's a very real thing for some people. Um, if I were to, you know, come up with a list, I would caution, like, this doesn't mean you buy them. This is a good list of companies that have strong balance sheets. Like for instance, Chipotle, Mexican grill, great balance sheet, but should we be worried about the E. coli? course we should. Um, in large part because you know, the headline risk is real and their sales aren't gonna be great but their balance sheet will be able to get them through any tough economy. Under Armour, Starbucks, Tractor Supply, those are all names that you know are consumer discretionary. If you were trying to be a little bit more conservative maybe you'd go consumer staples things that we have to have like alcohol, brown Forman. uh, Keurig Green Coffee, Hormel Foods, Monster Beverage, all great balance sheets. Again, are they great investments? It's up to you to do a little due diligence and figure that out. Healthcare companies that are not going to go out of business anytime soon, Intuitive Surgical, Cerner Corporation, Biogen, Vertex Pharmaceuticals, Gilead Sciences, Celgene, all great names, all great balance sheets. In the world of technology, Visa, MasterCard, Alphabet, uh, Linear Tech, Facebook, um, Intuit, all great balance sheets. If you're going more industrial and you think things are going to pick back up, but, you know, the whole idea here is, is, aren't you thinking, you know, recession? Yeah, well, these companies will lead us out of the recession, the industrials, if we do hit a recession. Robert Half. H-R-H-I, 3M, uh, Rockwell Automation, companies that you may not be familiar with, you should do a little bit of homework. Uh, Companies in the world of energy, which darn if it don't look uh, tempting, right? Uh, Marathon Petroleum, Phillips 66, Helmert and Payne, um, all with great strong financial balance sheets. Uh, if you don't expect a recession, the current S&P 500 correction is a buying opportunity. And if you do expect a correction, these are companies that I think you could feel pretty comfortable that they'll work their way out of trouble. Americans are feeling trapped though, and I get it. Nearly seven years after the Great Recession, Americans feel trapped. Homeownership rates are at a historic low. Renter, renters are, are burdened by rising costs, rising rents that, you know, ultimately stop their you know, down payment from growing or swelling. Unemployment has fallen considerably in recent years, which I would argue only has really one way to go sooner than later. Um, When you get people talking recessions, when you get markets cooling down, when you get earnings that aren't snapping, you're going to get CEOs that say, you know what, I better fire some people. Um, Decisions are made like that, for instance. Ford is a car company, right? They've said, you know, we're pulling out of Japan and Indonesia. Now, for my part, I can't find Indonesia on a map. If you were to say, which one of these three countries? Maybe. But... I'm not. My, my major is not geography. I admit that. Japan is the most closed developed auto economy in the world, with all imported brands accounting for less than 6% of Japan's annual new car market. Uh, you know... Buy American, make America great again. Uh, If we could do that, our car companies would rock and roll. If we can get down to 6% exports. But man, would people freak out. So so Ford's saying, you know what? We can't win in Japan, and we can't really win in Indonesia, so we're pulling out. And there's jobs that are lost, right? Uh, Job loss is going to be a big story going forward in, in this economic cycle, because we're at the end of a bull market, whether it, you know, is over or not could be argued. Uh, but at in the end markets, people get pretty giddy. And they're, they're like, let's hire people. Let's hire as many people as we can. Um, you know, look how great things have been for the last six years. So that should reverse. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Markets are generally negative today. Um, oil is everyone's, you know, most favorite catalyst at this point in time we blame you oil we look at what you've done to the stock market oil um americans are trapped in that like i said cycle of insecurity Uh, we are an interesting nation aren't we like we go to hotels now and if we don't get free wi-fi we'll never go again Same thing with restaurants. If we get bad service once, we're like, we're going to burn you down and never come again because you're not getting our money. One bad experience. So with that said, or with that thought out there, um, one bad experience. It makes investing in restaurants tougher. I know you're saying, "Eh, not really, because we're talking about big chains. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. I get it. 800 eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up this Thursday evening. Stocks' losses are deepening. Uh, the oil route intensifies again. So that's a bit of a story. Put in a bottom until you basically say, I don't ever want to hear Rob Black's voice ever again. Until you go to the mailbox and say, please don't let my uh, statement be there from Charles Schwab. Until you get to the point where you turn on CNBC and you're like, no, I think I'm ready to watch football again. So that's when you put in a market bottom. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you ever want to talk about, we talk about. Thursday night, I'll be in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge talking income and retirement planning with CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Listen to Chad's show today at 2 o'clock right here on this very station.